This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about 14 reminders to open your network and your heart. Wanted to pair these two together because, you know, it's all interconnected. Expanding your network expands your perspective, expands your realized opportunities. Um, And to be in that place, you want to open your heart to do it quite sincerely. This topic is also relevant because having a successful creative life Uh, requires collaboration with other human beings. No person is an island unto themselves, whether you're wishing for a business partnership or creative collaborators or you're seeking a mentor or you're just needing more sense of community while you nurture your own projects. Um, This episode hopefully is a good reminder of other things that you can do to cultivate that wishing is not enough. Unfortunately, you know, we can wish for all these things, people to enter our lives, people to collaborate with, to have more holistic lives so we can really focus more deeply on the things that we're building. Um, But yeah, the wishing isn't enough. We actually can be so powerful and proactive. Being conscious of what we want is a great first step. And that is the first step of wishing for something, knowing what you want. But then actually opening your heart enough to be receptive to that thing entering your life, to be receptive to those people entering your life, be observant of them those people might be right in front of you. Um, It's amazing how many times you're actually, once you recognize, oh, I need a mentor, how you start seeing people arise in your life that that could be mentors, or I really want, you know, to collaborate with other artists who are doing work similar to me. And then you see them more actively around you, puts it more into your consciousness. And the more that you are proactive also in outreaching to those new people and actually making that decision the more expands your network and that's a really powerful thing expanding your network can really expand your world um and to do it sincerely opening your heart makes the world of a difference because networking has very opportunistic connotations in my mind coming from the business world it's very uh focused on climbing hierarchical climbing or um yeah ultimately aiming to schmooze uh, with no intentions of giving, more intentions of taking. So that's why I paired these two together. Opening your heart is the best way to start opening and welcoming sincere people who are aligned with you into your life. Our agenda for today's episode is first a personal update from me, how I came to want to explore sharing on this topic. And yeah, cacao is is the hint and our second segment will be 14 ways to open your heart and your network and that's it as always i would love to hear your creative journeys share a voicemail for us on the podcast as listeners uh keep yourself as anonymous exclude any strong identifiers but would love to hear how your creative journey is going you can leave the voicemail on how your creative journey is going and any challenges, questions you're facing, things that are lingering. would love to hear how things are going for you. Yeah, anchor.fm backslash no starving artist back 
slash message. And please leave a review for this podcast. Rate and review this podcast. Yeah, wherever you're listening, it makes a world of a difference. Tell a friend, share it on social, and let's get into it. There's this final scene in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie with Jim Carrey, the newer version. And he is actually just yelling to his dog in pain because he's like, what is this I'm I'm feeling? And having this heart-bursting, love-spilling-out kind of moment. And I love this scene. It's one of my favorite scenes from this movie. And... Um, I can sometimes relate to this scene, nah, even if I can't do it justice on this podcast, because it's just a moment of like when you realize your heart, you've been kind of putting walls um, and guarding yourself, guarding your heart a little bit. And last week, I actually thought I was sick and my body was just expanding. I had a COVID test come back negative, which was really reassuring and a relief because my symptoms very much mirrored those. But um, I'd also been doing ceremonial cacao intentionally. Um, I started taking ceremonial cacao uh, as a beverage. I was on this amazing podcast called Woken Wired. And if you like this podcast, you'll definitely like that one. It's hosted by this woman, Ksenia, who connected with me on TikTok. And she's very focused on bridging consciousness, spirituality with business and marketing. And she's a great digital marketer. If you check out her work, you can tell she's an expert at telling branded stories. And so highly recommend you check out her stuff. But she speaks a lot about ceremonial cacao and her practices. And after listening to enough of her podcast episodes, I was like, okay, it would be really beneficial for me to have more ceremonial cacao in my life and see if it affects my ability to tune more into my creative intuition into myself because cacao can be a really big heart opener and I feel as though um, I, that's what's needed for me right now also I'm a chocolate junkie so I was like okay this would be very beneficial across multiple levels And yeah, it was day six when it really hit me and I felt a big difference. Um, Maybe some level of purging in my body and um, had a breakthrough moment with my brother and some loved ones and some crying, reached more forgiveness in myself, felt more honesty um, with myself, also much more lazy and much more... Uh, averse to doing things that aren't truly joyful and bringing me love and very aware what felt like work happy to report back that this podcast is something I love uh, but there's a number of things I do that are clearly just work and so I think it you know had impacts on me I really think ceremonial cacao opened my heart and kind of had me thinking I was sick in the process but um I'm yeah I'm feeling less blocked in my heart chakra and I've noticed that I see more people I admire. Um, I'm able to see more clearly people who are living in alignment with their values, 
definitely see more people who are wanting to expand their world that I'm intrigued by, more larger dreams that I'm aware I want to start chipping at. And I don't say all this to be an ad for ceremonial cacao, actually. I probably wouldn't recommend it for those who are averse to, um, I don't know. I think you should definitely do deep research and think critically and for yourselves because uh, around any kind of drug and um, chocolate is caffeinated and yeah, it's a drug and it's powerful. They're definitely harder drugs. I recognize that. So, um, but overarchingly, I don't want to promote any kind of drug use in general, psychedelics, etc. At this time, um, I actually haven't gone down that avenue. But it's just really not what this podcast is about. Um, and so I wanted to share helpful reminders around all the other things that we can do to really heart open our hearts and get deeper into our intuition and expand our network it's quite amazing to see how oh yeah just unblocking the heart can really shift our worlds can really shift our perspectives and make us more aware of what we have of the abundance in our lives or the opportunity to create more abundance so with that let's get into the 14 reminders As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So these 14 reminders have a few reflection questions embedded within them, but it's really just to get your mind juicing and flowing around the ways that you can invite in love into your life. It's all connected. Yeah, the ways that I was feeling was generally like, ah, no new friends, no, just like very highly selective and I still feel that way to some extent but I'm also very aware of people who are people I'm curious about people who are people that I admire and scratching at a little bit about uh so let's start number one being uh volunteering volunteering is an amazing way to open your heart and expand your network it's a funny time where you can feel a lot of scarcity because of this pandemic. It's completely normal, but there's still ways to perform small acts of kindness to give and not be in a taker's position. Uh, the best way to recognize, yeah, the abundance of our life and really expand it is to live it and to show it. Generosity extends so far. It feeds us to show love to others It's not always having to come from a particularly altruistic place. You can just start the practice of supporting a cause you care about, donating to things, people, need, others, um, spending time, being a listening ear to someone who needs support emotionally. Think of ways to show up for others, even on a very small scale. This could be opening a door for someone or paying for uh, a stranger's meal um 
yeah, spending a day focused on a service project that's close to your heart. There are plenty of people who need support during this period of COVID. And so the opportunities are abundance, though there's a lot of disorganization and madness too during this time. Yeah, when we give to others, we experience vicariously joy through them. And this leads us to experience deeper levels of empathy on a regular basis. Giving also allows us to experience human connection pretty instantly, pretty deeply. And that's, yeah, a powerful thing. It's a powerful um, antidote to loneliness. And loneliness is a huge rising theme during this period of social distancing, during this period of pandemic where we can feel very much maybe okay with our solitude but um all humans need love and connection so yeah check out organizations you care about start sifting through them and if it's one that you don't think you have a strong you know strongly compelled to try it out anyway maybe it can just be at a very light touch basis but stepping outside of our day-to-day to contribute to a mission, to contribute to spreading some light in the world actually brings light back to us. So that's one. Two, find a networking wing person. This is a great way to expand your network, actually aligning with someone else who's good at doing this. It might be intimidating to reach out to people directly. So asking a friend or telling others in your circle, hey, do you know of anybody who's doing XYZ thing that I've been interested in, or um, if you know anybody who's doing blah, 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 do you, would you be interested in connecting us? Would you be willing to do that? I have a lot of friends reach out to me whenever they see that I'm connected with somebody on LinkedIn, and that's when I have to do some LinkedIn cleanup because I'm like, oh, I don't actually know this person, but I'm happy to give you an intro. Uh, if you have um, a friend who's really good at going to these like online Zoom gatherings and you've been declining them, this has definitely been me. Try saying yes. Actually route retreat to them and be like, hey, if there's something cool, I'm actually down to connect with human beings again. Let's do it. Put yourself in that position. I have friends who are, yeah, constantly summing me these events. And I've been super avoidant of them. I really have been and will probably continue to be. To some extent, I don't love Zoom gatherings. I really don't. I know that we're kind of forced into this period, but I'm still resistant, you know, heart open, but, you know, working on it. I'm always working on these things with you all. For networking events, it can also be, yeah, just so helpful to have somebody that you do know. It helps ease, give you a sense of more comfort. So maybe other people um, pick up on that. Just good energy, just in general. Three, this is kind of going back to what networks do you already have? I think sometimes people want to expand their networks and they kind of forget about all the networks that they've been a part of. Get back to old you. Maybe you've worked at different companies. You've gone to different schools, maybe college, maybe different organizations you've previously been involved in. What are they doing? Um, Are they doing cool things? How can you be curious about them again? Why were you curious about them before? 
Are there any people who are part of those organizations, part of those clubs, part of those companies, etc., that are doing something you admire now? Sometimes it's fun to just take some social media time and stalk and look back and go down memory lane and see who's doing what. Anybody you want to reconnect with. So social media, yeah, is such a helpful tool here. I recently connected with high school friends who have been really successful in their careers. One is an actor and has gone on to do some very impressive things. And yeah, seeing that warms my heart, obviously, and gives me the sense of pride for them and also is affirming that it's a possibility for myself. Uh, And another one is an entrepreneur, really just doing their thing. So revisiting old memories can be really powerful too, heart opening too, to get back to our younger selves, open our hearts, see who we were, see what attracted us to these people in the first place. I think it's always interesting. Like you see a glimmer, you kind of see a light in someone. Um, I remember in high school meeting this actor, rapper, who then went on to be in Hamilton. Um, but in meeting him in a, when I was in high school, when, um, at the time, I was just like, you're such a light. There is no way that you're not going to shine and leave a mark on this world because you're truly radiant. And he's gone on to do exactly that. So it's always kind of nice to, yeah, just go back in time. What alums are doing what? Who's up to what? Hopefully you're coming at it from a perspective of excitement for people, not just like comparison, envy. This is not a time to size yourself up against people. No, no, no. It's a time to just look back on people that you want to reconnect with, actually. How can you reach out to them? Um, And uh, yeah, and pick up things or catch up on things. It's a beautiful thing to start where you were. Number four, hosting events. Maybe you don't want to go to things that are already in existence, but you have niche interests and you can bring people to you. Maybe you have an interest in something that you want to talk about and you don't know who else might be interested in it. Starting a book club, a very classic way to attract many people. And now that so many people are online, I think more people are showing up to things than normal. I think you might find that there's way more people who are open to just open dialogues, gathering people to talk about the state of Kamala Harris getting nominated. This is US-centric, but the state of politics, the state of the world find a topic that's relevant that people might be interested in that you're particularly interested in talking about and start an open community discussion. It's kind of amazing how many Zoom events seem to have very little agenda or structure to them, but people are down to gather. People are really down to connect. We often feel we need to be invited. Um, And these being invited to things that you're specifically very interested in might take some time. It's so easy now to just start a Facebook event, an Eventbrite link, get people on that Zoom call, and you might be surprised how many people, yeah, truly come to attend. Yeah, so that's number four. Number five, this is straightforward, just reaching out to people you admire. It's your 
well, the best way to sp- expand your network is know who you admire and take a chance. Take a chance to reach out to them. Be really upfront about having a discussion with them. Do you have 15 minutes to chat and get your take on this specific situation or I've admired you and I have this specific question? Um, I think generally a lot of people don't want their brains to be picked. It's so funny because some people really do love talking about themselves, but I think a lot of people are um, also guarded. You know, there's a lot of people who are on different camps, and I definitely err on the side of not wanting to have my brain picked at all. I, I listen to my own thoughts every day to hear myself talk more than um, I already hear in my head. Would not, you know, it's just like I don't. I'm not excited about that. But everyone is so different, and being okay with rejection is part of the process. It's okay for people to not want to talk to you. It's okay if you get silence back. If if you're a little deterred, it's fine. Shake it off. Maybe setting a habit of speaking and um, speaking and reaching out to somebody new every single week, or just reach out to somebody every single week without the expectation that they'll circle back and be down for it. On TikTok, there was this video of this girl, and she's like, every single day I reached out to somebody, and it changed my life. I got a new job, I got a new car, I moved chunders, blah, 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 and I was like, oh. But that makes sense, because really it does come with starting with connecting with new people to shape and change your world. It's hugely changed my world. Um, People, new connections, people who've entered my life. Oftentimes, you know, for a reason, for a season, there's this quote, I don't know where it comes from, but it's like, some people enter your life for a reason, some for a season, and some for, I guess, your whole life. <laughs> uh, and lately I've been so intent on like, I just want those people who are in my life for my whole life, but uh, I've gone back to okay with seasonal. It's hard. It's hard to have people enter and leave your life. It's emotionally a little hard for me. I'm a big relater and I, um, yeah, I love the security of people who grow with you, but not always necessary. There's a lot of beautiful people who have lessons to teach us. So being open and receptive to that is powerful. Six, approach mentors, approach trusted confiance, approach trusted people in your life for recommendations, pick up things. I'm a person who does not do a great job of asking for help but it's a very powerful way to sustain relationships or revisit relationships with people asking them for their opinions uh, there's people who love to be guides and serve others and that's the way you can kind of sustain mentors in your life I've had a lot of mentors and I've not necessarily gone to them for those harder questions in the ways that I should and I you know learn from my mistakes you can definitely go to people that you trust and admire deeply to ask questions um are there people in your life that you admire that are already mentor-like when was the last time you connected with them even spending time speaking to maybe a parent grandparent an elder a wise peer can help propel your sense of security, uh, help you overcome some fear, really embolden your trust in others too. You can ask people who are very uh, experienced in a specific field um, a question that's been challenging. 
help them block, help them block, help affirm, and help revisit connections that, um, yeah, relationships that are trusted. I know a lot of people encourage having a board of directors because there's oftentimes going to be very hard decisions in your life that you face. And having enough people to go to to get a varied um, survey of opinions can be very powerful. So who do you go to in those hard times when you have hard questions? Seven, become active on social media. We can really visibly see people living out their values um, sometimes on social media, and it's very attractive. If you want to enlarge your network, social media can help you amplify your message and attract others who align with them. We have Instagram, we have Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok, all these things, Medium, so many great ways to share what you're about, find a platform that suits your audience, people you want to reach, suits your personal interest, and it's joyful to you. When you have big success, growing a following, people naturally can see you get more visibility and people are attracted to you, share pretty photos, all the things. You figure out what works best for you. Ultimately, what you're sharing, hopefully, is something that you love, something that represents you accurately, and in return, you receive genuine um, followership. That's one way to expand your network and your heart. Eight, join a business or an organization or a community. Yeah, so it's not just going to the past. Maybe those alum networks, organizations, companies used to be part of, but now what's the new new? Different, yeah, from also passively volunteering with organizations. Are there places where you can grow, where you can consistently be a part of, where you feel okay to completely join where you feel you can deepen those relationships over time. Because sometimes it takes time. Those popping in and popping in and out of volunteering. For me, I love it because uh can be a little bit on the commitment of our side. But there's so much value. It's hugely heart opening to build sustained relationships. Outside of your maybe current company or industry, you can build relationships by joining business groups. Um, there are many that are in existence or joining artist communities or whatever, whatever you insert, um, and fill in the blank there. It's a good mentor exercise to also understand how, um, what we're attracted to today when we're being selective, what we're attracted to, not just what we fall into because of habit. Nine, practicing forgiveness, huge way, and this is going to start getting a little bit on the woo-woo, heart-opening side, a little less on the intentional business networking side, but yeah, our heart really opens up when we practice forgiveness, and I try to start thinking about people who I might be holding resentments towards, and we've covered this through a lot of other episodes around the Enneagram, Enneagram, um, and going through our healing process, who might be people that we're holding some resentment toward? Do we feel blocked in our hearts when somebody's name arises? 
Is there anyone that we feel we've been wronged by, that we're carrying some distrust towards? Do we have a story around ways we've been rejected? Have we experienced failure that's been painful, heartbreak recently? And can we forgive those people? Can we forgive those companies? Can we take the time to forgive ourselves for some past behaviors? What's interesting uh, and what's arisen for me is like, yeah, I was totally holding a little bit of tension towards past work opportunities. And I was like, I can't believe I wasted my time and blah, 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 and kind of going down this like little rabbit hole of drama. And it's not really true. And the best way to see the untruth there is to be forgiving and be grateful as a result. Whether you're forgiving someone else or yourself, letting go is an incredible step in the heart-opening exercise. The regrets and fears associated with past hurts weigh us down on a daily basis, and we might not even be conscious of the things we're still carrying, but they zap us of energy. It makes it more difficult for us to love ourselves and love others more freely. When you let go, you free yourself and open yourself up to more love. Be more open to love, to more giving of love, to more exchange of love. Powerful, powerful stuff. 10. We're already at 10. Intentionally practicing heart-opening wellness practices. There are so many. And so I've made this a general number 10. Because there's so many heart-opening wellness practices, you can look into the heart chakra, just Google different heart-opening practices, and a lot comes up. Yoga postures, meditations, daily mantras, intention settings, heart-opening Reiki sessions you can do, touch sessions you can do. We are so connected to our hearts. It's one of our chakras. They're so powerful and in this period of solitude. It can feel easy to get shut down here. Affirming your self is one way to open your heart a little bit. Um, open your heart physically leads to spiritual, mental, emotional openness. So doing yoga for that physical heart opening thing. Sphinx pose, camel pose, cat pose, fish pose, lots of poses out there. You Take the time, take the time, look and, and see what's available on the physical level. I'm really into all that stuff. And I think in this episode, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to go deep here because there's so much that deserves more airtime. But ultimately, it all comes down to energy. So much powerful energy in the heart chakra and releasing old blockages is a healthy way to get us through to better habits, better thought patterns. So healing, 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 wellness, wellness, loving, loving practices towards ourselves helps fill us up um, and it breaks through us. Yeah. 11. Spend time with children, loved ones, furry friends. It's a secret that people have been buying dogs left and right during this pandemic. Every single shelter was cleared out in New York City of dogs. Because, yeah, dogs are pure love. They truly are pretty 
lack of discernment and just bundles of love and yeah children can be loving too in a powerful way so when you're around people who you see so innocent and virtuous with their love so gracious it makes you want to emulate that you mirror it you pick it up it's contagious it's so contagious and so we can learn quite a bit from being in the presence of those people who are really just heart opened and and expressions of love uh people and 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 animals (laughs) uh yeah so sweet snuggling up with a little furry friend i have like romantic ideas about that taking care of a furry friend sounds less romantic to me um 12 masturbate have sex not going to get too detailed here but we tend to be pretty sexually repressed as a culture and living in more pleasure indulging in more pleasure taking our pleasure seriously having an orgasm has so many healing benefits to connect you with sense of love let it radiate through you 13 spending time in nature can't believe we're already at 13 but yeah get out of the house wearing a wear mask take the precautions but get into nature go for a hike enjoy the sunset find the sound of flowing water fresh flowing water listen to the birds chirping uh yeah examine the beauty of trees make a fire hang a wind chime um take deep breaths in the fresh air i've been walking in the park early early in the morning and very few people around i love walking across all of these lawns instead of taking paths in the morning dew will hit my feet and soak my shoes and it's oddly so satisfying to be the one to break the dew kind of you know before the sun rises and it's just evaporated ah simple pleasures and noticing the beauty in the natural world allows us to be awestruck, awestruck by the present. Falling in love with nature also, you know, it's just so helpful to get fresh oxygen and take in some vitamin D from the sun and, yeah, have simple love for Mother Nature. And last but not least, ways to open your heart and expand your network is actually allowing yourself to feel your feelings. And that was the experience that I ultimately had with, you know, I think my consciousness of even just wanting to do the ceremonial cacao is more of a step than I will give credit to, just wanting to know that I want to feel feelings. Be intuitively led means being led by our feelings, not emotions, but truly, like, Deep-rooted intuition is um, a body alignment kind of thing. It sounds pretty obvious, but in our society, it's very, uh, you know, promoted to be very strategic and their practices very head and thinking oriented. But as mentioned in many other episodes, our mind is a great servant to our body. 
once our mind is driving everything, our thinking is driving everything, it's very easy to be so rational. You move away from things that you love. You can rationalize everything. You can rationalize murders. You can rationalize a lot of decisions. Um, being actually sensitive, not an insensitive person, brings us closer to doing things that are in alignment with our heart and our values and being more in the action of practicing kindness. If I notice, yeah, in those moments that I am particularly rational, particularly thinking, I can rationalize making a lot of poor decisions. Not hurtful, hugely decisions, but decisions that aren't bringing fulfillment, personal light bliss to me or anyone in the world. (laughs) So making sure that we feel again um, and... It's not at our convenience, you know? It's like really allow yourself to feel in all those inconvenient times. Not like, oh, you know, I'll table this to next week. I'll have a sad movie watching day and then I'll get some of this out. Like have those present moments actually being okay with the feelings that are arising for you. Not being avoidant of feeling those things that come to the surface. Maybe it's sadness, frustration, envy, grief. Let it pass through you. Maybe you're in stressful situations and acknowledging the stress. We can be more present in identifying what feelings are arising for us. And it gives us good mental notes. For instance, I'm in a situation and I'm like, I don't enjoy this. I don't feel trusting. I feel, you know, just like not ease, like this vibe isn't good for me. The more that I can actually acknowledge that to myself, then I can just make a mental note of it. And I can be in other situations where I'm like, oh, this feels so good. I feel so at ease. I feel very embodied. I feel expressive. I feel this is what I want more of. I'm going to move more in that direction. It really helps us align. So yeah, take time. Cry, shake, laugh, yell, sing. Make the space for your feelings. So you can feel that everywhere you go is a safe space. Where you can feel you carry yourself and you give your permission to experience and express yourself authentically the more you attract authenticity back towards yourself and that is it that's all 14 reminders of how to expand your network open your heart i hope that you've found this episode helpful that these reminders remind you how you can yeah fill your cup up how you can also outreach to other human beings And in these stages, a lot of them don't even involve being with those people directly. You know, being in nature, being with our feelings, all this stuff helps fill us up with um, so much love that we then attract more people into our lives that are really aligned. So beautiful, yeah, beautiful stuff, beautiful topic. I liked talking about this because I need to apply all of these things. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm here to be a resource to you. I'm so excited to hear your stories. Leave a voice message at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash message. You can find me on Instagram at Anise Benitez. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. Please remember to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening. You're a no starving artist. <laughs> Grateful to be learning, growing, and loving, opening our hearts, expanding our networks, doing all the things with you. I appreciate you.